Howdy, everybody. Here we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Well, we're on our way to Pine Ridge to see what the old fellows are up to this evening. Let me tell you a little more about this flashlight that Lum and Abner are sending out to all users of Horlicks malted milk. So I'd be able to know what I was talking about, Lum and Abner let me borrow one of these flashlights. Got it here with me right now. Suppose I describe it to you. All right. Well, it looks like a fountain pen. It's just about the same size. And on it, there's a good, strong clip, just like a fountain pen has. That's to keep the flashlight from falling out of your coat or vest pocket if you want to carry it around just as you do a pen or automatic pencil. Now, down at the bottom end of this good-looking aluminum tube is a flashlight bulb, a non-breakable solid crystal bulb that can't become unscrewed and get lost. Now, at the top, just above the clip I mentioned a minute ago, is the little button that you press to turn on the flashlight. And when you press that little button, well, that's when you're going to get the surprise of your life. Well, you wouldn't believe that anything as compact as this could throw out such a powerful beam of light. I tell you, folks, this little flashlight is certainly a peach. Every single one of you ought to send in and get one. That's easy enough to do, you know. Just send in the wrapper from a package of Horlick's malted milk powder. Can be from any size package, either natural or chocolate flavor, but it must be a Horlick's malted milk powder wrapper. What I mean by that is that wrappers from Horlick's tablets are not eligible. Now write your name and address on the back of this wrapper and enclose ten cents to cover the cost of packing and mailing your flashlight. Then, mail your wrapper and dime to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. And in return, Lum and Abner will send you one of these handsome pocket-sized flashlights, complete with bulb and battery. Now don't put off sending in for your flashlight. Do it right away. Do it tonight before you forget it. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, Lum and Abner are very much concerned right now over the fact that Abner's wife, Elizabeth, has discovered an accident policy of Abner's and has put in a claim for damages on account of his recent accident. <laughs> the old fellows are afraid to tell Elizabeth that the accident was a fake, that Abner has not been hurt, and yet they don't want to accept any money from the insurance company on a false claim. The adjuster is expected in Pine Ridge today. As we look in on the office of the Matrimonial Bureau, we find Cedric Weehunt there in response to an urgent call from Abner. Listen. Uh, no, I just called you over here, Cedric, to uh, remind you to be sure not ever mention to nobody that my arms ain't sure enough broke. Well, I ain't told nobody, but... But Ma said she heard Mr. Love make announcement over the party line yesterday, and he was telling everybody that there weren't nothing to that story about your arms being broken. Yeah, I know, I know. Love got mad in here yesterday. My wife heard it, too. Really? We had a terrible time getting her straightened out on it. I had to get Lum to go over there and tell her that uh, he just done that for a joke. He told her he knowed she'd be listening in. <laughs> he just want to have some fun out of her. <laughs> <laughs> Did she appear to believe him? Yeah, she's all right now, but, Lord me, she was mad at a wet setting hen yesterday. If she finds out the truth now, well, it'll be worse than ever. That's the reason I wanted to caution you not to breathe it to a soul. No, ma, I won't. To tell you the truth, seeing you going around with your arms dropped up that way, I about forgot myself that you weren't sure enough in no accident. Well, just go ahead and let yourself forget it, then. That's the way they, they, won't, they won't be no chance for you to give me away then. I'll try to forget all about it. 
Only trouble with me when I try to forget something that way. Look, looks like I get to thinking about it so hard that I recollect it better than ever then. <laughs> I, I believe the best way is for me not to try to recollect to forget it. Well, you ought to know better than anybody else, Cedric, whether you forget best when you remember or remember best when you forget. Well, let's see. I'm getting sort of mixed up on it now. I forget whether I'm supposed to remember it or forget it. Forget it. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but I forget what it was I'm supposed to remember to forget. Well, fine. You're doing all right then, Cedric. You've done forgot it. Yes, but I don't know what it was I forgot. Though. Well, just quit thinking about it. You'll be able to recollect it, and then you'll have to forget it all over again. Was that all you wanted with me, Mr. Abner? Yeah, I reckon so, Cedric. Well, I expect I better get on back to work then. Mr. Dick said he had some orders for me to deliver. Uh, the mail carrier hadn't got out yet when you left down there, had he? No, he hadn't come before I left. Oh, <laughs> doggies, I'm anxious to see how many votes I got today. <laughs> you know, me and Lom is letting the folks out on the party line decide which one of us is going to be president of our new store when we get it opened up. Well, I reckon that was what Lou Eller was talking about then. Lou Eller? Yes, my, my little sister. Oh, oh. She come home from school today at noon and said Mr. Lum was down at the schoolhouse there this morning and give a speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes, told, told them all to send in for one of them flashlights that you're giving away and told them to be sure and vote for him for president when they rode in. Oh, he did, did he? Yes, and that's what she said. So that's the kind of stunt he put in, Dad. He's doing everything he can, Cedric. Even putting up signs around town saying, vote for law matters for president. Oh, yes, and he's got the whole town covered with them signs. I know it. I reckon he'll be elected all right. But I, I hope you win, Mr. Abner. But, you know, whenever Mr. Lum makes up his mind to be elected to something, ain't nothing going to stop him. You know that yourself. Yeah. Well, of course, I never had no idea if he's going to make a regular election out of this. You'd think he's running for a county judge the way he's carrying on. If I was you, I'd get out here and do some handshaking. If you don't, he's going to beat you so bad you, you won't know you've been in the race either. Hey, don't get away from me. I'll just call up on the party line again. Remind him I'm still in the race. Uh, you, you watch the front door, Cedric. If you see Lump, I'm going to holler at him. Yes, uh, wait a minute, though. Here, you will have to ring the phone for me, Cedric. Hold a receiver up to my ear. I can't do nothing here with these arms. Just give the fire alarm ring. Oh, yes, fire. Yeah, fire alarm. We all us rang at to get everybody listening in, you know, all take down a receiver to find out where the fire's at. Well, whereabouts is the fire? Why, there ain't none, Cedric. I'm just... Uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, hold the receiver still now. Hello? Why, this here is Abner Peabody. I, I just want to thank you folks that's already rode in for voting for me. And, and just as quick as you get your flashlight, why, I wish you'd show it around to your friends. For, for I know what anybody that sees is going to want one of them. And be sure and tell them to vote for me, too, when they ride in. I don't know nothing about running for office this way, but if you folks like me, President, I'll guarantee that if any of you comes down to our new store wanting stuff on a credit, I'll let you have it. I've been trying to get to be President ever since me and Long's been in business. And it's the first chance I've ever had to hold office. I, I'd love to just show you in one time what I can do. I don't... Huh? Here comes Mr. Lum out there in front. Oh, well, I hope you send in a vote for me. Goodbye. Hang up, please. Here, quick there, Cedric. Hang it up. That's the way. I don't believe he's seen you. No. Well, I better get on back to work. Yeah, I'm much obliged, Cedric. Come back again. Well, gentlemen, gentlemen. No. Well, hello, Cedric. You ain't leaving. Here's my respect. I better go. Well, I'd love to have you set a spell and visit with us. Here, have one of my cards. Tell your friends about me. What kind of card is that, Lom? Oh, I just got some little personal cards I'm handing around. Well, vote for Lum Edwards for president of the Jotham Down store. The people's choice. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> well, well, what's your advice? 
So that's what you're doing. Getting out cards asking folks to vote for you now, huh? Well, recollect that old letter saying, everything's fair and love and war and politics. Where you been all morning, Tom? I tried to locate you all over town. Well, I've been... Well, I, I just had a little business to tend to. Yeah. yeah, I know what you've been doing. You down at the schoolhouse making a speech asking the youngest to vote for you. That's what you're doing. Who told you that? Never mind. I heard it all right. <laughs> Well, Abner, you're going to get the surprise of your life in the next few days when these votes start coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what I'll do. Just to save you a lot of embarrassment, I'll let you withdraw from the race right now. Withdraw? Just, just forget about the whole thing. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. We'll just go ahead and fight this thing till finish. All right, all right. Recollect, I warned you. <laughs> if you get snowed under, it ain't my fault. No. Uh, what was it you wanted to see me so bad about? Why, that adjustment feller from the insurance company was out this morning wanting to make a settlement on my accident. He was. Whereabouts is he at now? Why, done went back, I reckon. Well, you explained to him that your arms weren't showing up broke. Were you just making out like you heard on account of your wife? No, that's what I wanted to tell you, Norm. I never had a chance. He went over there to the house first, and Elizabeth called me to come over there, and by the time I got there, why, well, he'd already told her they were willing to settle for $200, and... He brought out a check for that amount with him. Well, you never taken it, did you? No, I never. But Elizabeth did. Her and Pearl's over there now figuring out what all they're going to buy with it in at the county seat tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Abner, if she cashes that check, they can send you to the penitentiary for obtaining false money under pretenses and get me for being an accessory to the crime. Well, I, I couldn't help it, Lum. I, I wanted to tell him that my arms weren't broke and that I never had nothing coming to me, but... Well, I, just couldn't bring myself to do it with Elizabeth standing right there. Now we're into it. Oh, well, whereabouts is the check at now? Why, over there in the sugar bowl, I reckon. The sugar bowl? Yeah, that's where Elizabeth keeps all the money. Money for the heathen and stuff like that. You know, she's treasury for the missionary society. Well, there ain't but one thing to do, and that's for you to get that sugar bowl and get that check out of there and take it back in there to them insurance people before Elizabeth gets a chance to cash it. Well, I can't get it out with my arms and hands wrapped up in splints and bandages this way. Oh, that's right. I couldn't get my hand in a sugar bowl in the first place. Well, we got to get that check some way, Abner. I don't want to get mixed up in no false pretense business. It wouldn't be hard to get if somebody could just sort of slip in the kitchen there when Elizabeth ain't in there. That sugar bowl sets right there on the top shelf in the cupboard. Yeah, I was just thinking here. Uh, I reckon I could slip in there and get that check out without her catching me? Well, i tell you what I could do. I could see that that kitchen door is left unlocked tonight, and you could wait till we go to bed, and then you could slip in there and get it out no trouble at all. Uh, Granny, that might work. What time do you generally go to bed? Well, now, that's the trouble. We don't get to bed very early. Generally, 8.30 or 9 o'clock before we ever turn in. Well, I granted you leave that kitchen door unlocked tonight, Abner, and I'll slip over and get that check and take it back to the insurance company tomorrow. Tell them the truth about it. And this is the last time I'm going to try to help you, though. From here out, you can get yourself out of your own scrape, right? <laughs> well, if Lum doesn't get that check back tonight, it looks like Abner will be in some serious trouble. And no, don't, don't forget, folks. Send in tonight for one of these handsome pocket-sized flashlights. You'd pay 75 cents for this useful little flashlight if you bought it at the store. But if you'll just send in for one, you can get it complete with bulb and batteries with the compliments of Lum and Abner. That's easy enough. For all you have to do is to send in the wrapper from a package, any size package, of Horlick's malted milk powder. Must be Horlick's malted milk powder. Wrappers from Horlick's tablets, I mean, are not eligible. Well, write your name and address on the back of the wrapper 
and then mail it, enclosing 10 cents to cover the cost of packing and mailing your flashlight to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. In return, Lum and Abner will send you one of these little fountain pen-sized flashlights, complete with bulb and battery. Now, don't put off sending in until it's too late. Do it right away. Those of you who don't already have Horlicks malted milk powder in your home can get a package, you know, either natural or chocolate flavor, at your druggist. This is Carlton Bricker, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horley, who now bid you all good night and good health. Okay, now, from the episode of Lum and Abner, aired on February 8, 1935, we know Lum is faking a broken arm and is expecting to get some money from the insurance company. Well, don't go away, because the story continues as Lum is getting very nervous about this entire situation. I mean, he could go to jail for insurance fraud. Let's find out what happens in this second episode of Lum and Abner from February 11th, 1935. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and thank you for listening. to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, last week, Lum and Abner planned that Lum should slip into Abner's house and get the check the insurance company paid Abner for the claim on his recent accident. As the accident was a fake, the old fellows had to get that check back to keep Abner's wife from cashing it. Well, the plan evidently didn't work out very well. For as we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Lum and Abner down at the office, apparently in more trouble than ever. Well, Elizabeth Frisson, you're the one that done it all right, Lum. Tried her best to get me to arrest you first. You never told her it was me, did you? No, but them tracks that you made out there in the backyard was a dead giveaway. Everybody in the community knows you're the only one around here that's got a foot on them at big. Well, she can't prove nothing on me from them footprints. That's the reason I'm wearing these little bitty shoes today. So if she comes down here wanting to measure my feet, she can see why I ain't the one. Yeah. Or she'll think I wasn't anyway. Yeah, but, Lom, she can tell them shoes don't fit you, neither. Looks like your foot is doubled up in there. <laughs> Where'd you get them shoes at, anyway? I bought them down at Dick Huddleston's store. Well, the land takes a look at that. <laughs> Dick tried his best to get me to buy a bigger pair. He said, these are just ruin my feet. Yeah, they he never knowed what I wanted from Well, you are going to ruin your feet, too, Lom. I noticed you a while ago hobbling around here like your feet were just killing you. Yeah, I do. But I'm going to have to stand it till this thing sort of blows over. Yeah, well, ain't no use to wear them while we're just sitting around the office here, Lum. Why don't you take them off and rest your foot for a while? Fear do. Fear I never would get them back on. Granny, my feet are swollen up there to where I couldn't even get my old shoes on now. <laughs> well, the whole thing would have worked out all right, Lum, if you hadn't made so much noise. It sounded like you were trying the whole house down. Never heard so much noise in my life. That's how come Elizabeth to go back in the kitchen to see what was causing all the roots. 
Yeah, why didn't you come back there? You're the man of the house. You'd have come back there like you're supposed to when you heard all that noise. You could have told her it was a cat making that noise or something. Well, well, I would have, but I weren't for sure that it was you, Lum. I figured it was, but be just about my luck for it to have been a sure enough robber. So I just thought I'd let the woman go back there and send to her. Never stopped to think that I'd be robbing your house if I slipped in there and got that check for you. No, I never thought about that part of it, neither. That's all I've heard ever since. Folks asked me if I know Peabody's house was robbed the other night. Well, it's your own fault, Lon. You couldn't have made no more noise if you'd took a stick of stove wood and beat on a cook stove back there. Well, the trouble was I had to stand up on a chair to reach that sugar bowl. She had to clean up on the top shelf of the cupboard. Yeah, well, that's where she always keeps it. I run my hand down the sugar bowl to get the check out of it and got my hand stuck in it and couldn't get it out. Well, <laughs> that's how come it'll fall. Got to pulling on that sugar bowl, trying to get it off my hand and tip the chair over, and when I hit the floor, I must have busted the sugar bowl. Yeah, that, that money that Elizabeth had in there was just scattered all over the kitchen. Yeah, I forgot about you telling me Elizabeth had the Missionary Society money in there, too. Yeah, well, she's a treasure, you know. That money was for the heathens, all them nickels and dimes. Well, I hung on to the check, all right. Jumped up and run just fast as I could and got out of there. <laughs> well, I heard Lee barking at you. I knowed you must have been running. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you tie that dog up? You know what I was coming over there. Oh, me, I figured old Lee knowed you so well, um, and he wouldn't bother you, no. Oh, he was all right when I went in. I stopped and pegged him a little, but I reckon when I come out of there, I went by him so fast he never knows who it was. <laughs> I know he sure put me over that barbed wire fence in a hurry. Tore a whole piece out of my pants. He did? Yeah, looky there. For the land's sake. <laughs> that ain't a very good job of patching, but it's the best I could do. Yeah, well, I reckon that the cloth there'd be hard to match up if you got there, yeah. Yeah. Well, you just ought to be glad of one thing, Lom. That's that Elizabeth never catched you. Lom, me, she grabbed a shotgun as she went back there, and she'd have sure plugged you. She'd have sawed you. Yeah, has she come down any today? Well, yes, but she says she's going to find out who done it if it takes her the rest of her life. Well, I aim to take the check back to the insurance company the next day, but Lom, me, the such to do about it, I'm feared to move. Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't do to take it in there now. I wish I could get shut of it. I'm feared to have it on me. Yeah, well, you don't want to take it in there, Lom, for the insurance company just about tell Elizabeth who brought it in there, and, and she'd know that you was the one that broke into her house. I never broke into your house, Abner. You left the back door open, and I just walked in. I know, Lom, but she thinks somebody did, anyway. This is a fine how-to-do. Me trying to help you out of some trouble, and I get myself into it. Now, very odd. He's a justice of the peace and a president of the school board slipping around here feared they'll get him for robbing a house. Yeah, we better stop talking about that kind of thing. Yeah, for goodness sake, don't let it slip around oh. him. He's got his arm full of mail there. Yeah. Reckon it's more folks riding in for them flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> them things are going like hotcakes, ain't they? Yeah, I told you they would. Yeah. I know it. They keep sending in from this way. It won't take us long to restock the store here. No, it won't. I was counting up Saturday. We've got enough now to put in a stock of flour and feed. Well, I'm, I, I believe we ought to just start buying stuff. We can open up a store here, whether we've got a complete stock or not. When we send out enough flashlights to buy a case of pork and beans, well, I'll just call up the wholesale house and tell them to send them out. Well, what's the rush about? Well, if I'm going to be the president, I want to hurry up and get started. Well, we don't know yet who's going to be president until all the votes is counted. Yeah, well, Lord, I can tell already, Lum. I'm going to be elected. Yes, sir. I can tell that the way they're coming in here. That one vote that you sent in for yourself is the only one you've got so far. Yeah. Well, I think my friends has just been sort of holding back till the last. <laughs> Let you get a big lead and then snow you under. Well, howdy, Dick. Yeah, hello, Dick. Come in, come in. Well, fine, fine. Just lay it there on the counter, Dick. 
Well, Granny, that's the biggest batch we've got yet, ain't it? Yeah, but this ain't half of it. I'll send Cedric over with the balance of it after a while. Well, for good, I say. Yeah, those flashlights are going a lot better than I thought they would. Well, I ain't surprised over it. I know they would. Well, I knew they would too, Lum, if everybody could see them, but I knew it was going to be hard for you fellas to explain to them just what a nice gift it was. Well, we explained it the best way we could, and then we asked everybody to write in when they get there to show it to their friends and show yeah. it around town, you know. I know what everybody sees that's going to want one of them. Well, they must have been showing them around, too, for we're getting more mail every day. Yeah. Let me look at some of these letters, see how these votes is coming in. <laughs> Out of all them letters that we got Saturday, Dick, Lum never got a single vote, not one. I know if we left it up to the folks out on the party line, I'd get to be the president. Well, this thing ain't over yet now. Don't forget that. Uh, by the way, Abner, have you found out any more about who broke into your house the other night? Well, no. I ain't found out any more about it, no. I understand that whoever it was tried to steal the money that the Missionary Society is saving up for the heathens over there. Well, I don't think it's anything to that. Well, they think so anyway. They had a meeting. My wife was telling me about it, and they decided if the constable here couldn't find out who was doing this robbing, that they was going to take it on themselves to do it. Well, all me, both of my arms are broke. Yeah, I know that's bad, Abner, but that's what they decided. Anyway. Well, I don't think whoever done it aimed to steal the Missionary Society's money, though. No, I don't either. Well, I don't know anything about that. But I feel sorry for whoever it was. Those women catch him anyway. Yeah, well, I don't believe they'll find him around here. I'm more likely just some tramp that's passing through town, don't it? No, no, I don't think so, Abner. Blame letter it's bound to have been somebody that knows your family awfully well, or they wouldn't have known that your wife kept that money up there in the sugar bowl. Well, it might have been. You know, there's been three or four robbers around here lately. I think whoever robbed your house the other night is the same one that's been doing this other thing. Oh, no, I don't think so, Dick. I don't think he had nothing to do with them other robberies. Well, that's what everybody thinks anyway, Lum. I've been hearing a lot of talk down there at the store. Most of them think that you can catch a fellow that robbed Abner's house while we'll have the one that's been doing this other robbery. Well, I wish folks would keep their nose out of it. I'm the constable here, and I'll find out who done it. They just give me time. Yeah, just leave it up to Abner. Well, the thing that makes me mad about it, it's bound to be some prominent citizen here in the community. Somebody that's posing as their friend, or they wouldn't know so much about these different houses. Every house that's been robbed while they've taken stuff that nobody but a close friend of the family would know where it was at. Well, I don't think they ought to be too hard on them if they find them, Dick. Might be a mighty fine fellow. No, sir, no, sir, Lum. I haven't any patience for anybody that'll steal. Especially somebody stealing from their friends. And if they ever catch him and I can help prosecute him, I'm going to see that he gets all that's coming to him. I don't care how good a friend of mine he is, neither. We've got to make an example out of him. Now, I bound you we'll all be surprised when we find out who done it, if we do. That's what I say. It's somebody that we all trust, bound to be. I hope they catch him and expose him, too. They ought to run him out of town. That's what they ought to do. There ain't well, nothing to him. I don't think whoever done it aimed to do it. It's sort uh, of an accident. Uh, with our rang, Lon, you'll have to answer it on account of my arms being broken. Hard to look at them letters anyway. Granny said, just found one vote in there for me. <laughs> Out of all the letters I've read, that's two votes for me. <laughs> Hello? Them two must have been mad at Eddard's you. talking. <laughs> Who? Oh, just a minute, Elizabeth. I'll hold him up to the phone. I mean, uh, here, Abner, I'll hold the receiver for you. It's your woman. Oh, well. Hello? Why, yeah, I reckon so. What's the matter? Huh? Well, all right, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'll be over in just a minute. Oh, my. What's the matter, Abner? Why, Elizabeth says she's found a clue over there that we can find out for sure now who it was that broke into her house. And she wants me to come right over there. Well, with this feeling existing in Pine Ridge, it's going to be just too bad if they find out that it was Lum who broke into Abner's house. Here's one thing about that flashlight that Lum and Abner are sending out. 
that I may not have told you. The battery, while it is powerful and will give long service, can be replaced at one of your local stores when it does wear out. So you see, this handsome little fountain pen flashlight will last you for years. Now, if you will hurry, you can get one of these flashlights with the compliments of Lum and Abner. So tonight, before you forget it, send in the wrapper from a package of Horlick's malted milk powder. It may be from any size package of either the natural or chocolate flavor, but it must be a wrapper from Horlick's malted milk powder. Wrappers from Horlick's tablets, I mean, are not eligible. Well, write your name and address on the back of the wrapper and enclose ten cents to cover the cost of packing and mailing your flashlight. Then mail your wrapper and dime to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. In return, Lum and Abner will send you this handsome aluminum pocket-sized flashlight, complete with bulb and battery. Now send in for your flashlight right away, folks. Horlick's malted milk powder, either natural or chocolate flavor, may be purchased at your druggist if you don't already have a package in the house. This is Carlton Bricker speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlick, who now bid you all good night and good health.